And welcome, dear listeners, to another episode of Evil by Default Podcast. I am your host, Alistair Sharkwater, and today we have a special guest, writer, actor, and director, Elias Hernandez. Elias, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for joining us. Anyway, let's start off with our first question. Uh, give us a summary about yourself, and you can be as detailed or as spartan about it as you'd like. Well, um, I was born in Wesicle, Texas, so I lived in uh, the Rio Grande Valley my entire life. I graduated from the University of Rio Grande Valley in 2020 with honors uh, with a degree in mass communication, public relations, and advertising, and I'm a huge horror fan. Like, my favorite film is The Wolfman, 1941, and I'm a huge fan when it comes to lycanthropy. Like, I love the mythology. I love the films. Uh, an American Werewolf in London, 1981, The Howling, 1981, Werewolf of London, 1935, The Wolfman, 1941. All those are like my favorite films that I grew up watching. And I love the lore, like King Alakean of Arcadia being turned into a wolf by the god Zeus. Like, I'm like a huge fan of horror and I'm definitely a huge fan of lycanthropy. I remember that when we uh, when we first met in real life, the detail you can go into it about different lore I mean, just is interesting, like a special, like a specialty, so to say. Oh, that's right. And uh, Sino Ray, right? Sino Ray, horror double feature. Yeah, I love that. I remember there was the uh, Silver Bullet and American Werewolf in London one. That one was really fun. Oh, it always broke. It broke my heart to miss anyone. Usually, I was there most of the time, but um, you know, who knows what the future will hold? You know, the double features will return again in some form. We'll see. All right. Now, tell us about your podcast, let me see, and its origin and, you know, how far or long you want to take the story. Like, does it have a definitive, definitive end in your mind or is it an open-ended format? It is extremely open-ended. So basically, whenever I write a script, I write the lore first and I get so lost in the lore that I end up like just coming up with like a huge, just almost like never ending possibilities of where, what the Lord can go and what it can do. So it, with my podcast, it's um, okay. I guess let me start first, like how I came up with it. Uh, so it was 2019. I was a senior at uh, UTRGV. So I was, a, I was a senior in university and I took a script writing class, even though it wasn't part of my major, my major is advertising. But I decided to take a script writing class because I always wanted to take like film courses specifically because of Scream 2. Remember Scream 2 when Randy was in that film course and all they did was like shoot the shit and talk about horror films? And Sydney entire was in the, yeah. was in the theater and class. Sydney was in there, yeah. And um, that, was, that was pretty cool. And wait, Sydney was in that class too? I remember Randy was in the class. Well, remember. she, I don't remember if she was in the class, but she was in a play. Yeah, she was in a play. Yeah, I don't think she was in Randy's class. I know one of the killers, in, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who <laughs> hasn't seen that movie. It came out like 20 years ago, but uh, one of the killers is in that class. I remember that too. But yeah, Randy, one of the killers and one of the victims was in that, was in that class and that scene in Scream 2. Mo Kid watching that, I was like, I want to go to college and take a and take a film class, <laughs> or it's even fun if it's, to just 
it's fun to just talk movies with people. Yeah, definitely. And so I took a film class just to do that. I took a script writing class and the professor, Dave Karen, fantastic professor, one of the best professors I ever had. He was a script writer for Star Trek Last Generation. <gasps> oh. And uh, yeah, yeah, he uh, he wrote a few episodes there. I don't know how many episodes he wrote, but I know he wrote episodes there. And he even showed us like clips from some of the episodes that he uh, that he wrote for in that class. So, yeah, Dave Karen at UTRGV, if he still teaches there. And if anyone wants to go to UTRGV, definitely take script writing. It was a fantastic experience. I learned so much. And that's where I started writing this script. Originally, I was going to write a script about lycanthropy, about werewolves. But I kept having like writer's block. And uh, Dave Karen, which was a great professor, like who always make time to like talk to you. And like you could always go to his office and just like at like ask for like advice on the project. And he'll always like let you know. And like he gave me he gave me really good advice. He was like, maybe the reason you're having so much writer's block is because you're writing about something you care so much about. And that's why you're second guessing yourself. So he told me to write about something else. Like, don't write about something that I'm overly passionate about, but to write about something that's interesting, but not something that's going to, like, stop me from being able to be creative. And so I went back and I dug up this, like, old concept of a, of a movie idea that I had wrote, like, in 2014. So even before, like, I, I started taking, like, film classes or whatever, I, uh, I would sometimes I would just write, like, script ideas. And so I got, like, this two-page script idea and I turned that into like a 30 page script for that class. And that's where the script for the podcast came to be. Oh, that's fascinating. Let me see. And have you, it's open-ended, but like how far ahead have you, have you thought? Like, are you thinking year five, we have the crossover with the other, <laughs> other Honestly, <laughs> honestly, um, yes. Like there's, there's actually, um, prequels planned and of course there's like season two planned and the great thing about this is that no one could stop me from continuing it because like literally like doing a podcast takes no money um well at least the way i'm doing it because uh, i do want to buy better equipment and all that like i do plan on spending more money for the podcast in the future but it's really all about time so i am planning a, a lot of stuff i'm planning prequels and so basically the story in the podcast is really interesting. So in the year 2025, there is a nuclear war and there's like a full out fallout. Every modern nation decides to send bombs to their rivals. And so what results is mass chaos. Mm -hmm. Now, the interesting thing about this is in order for like a lot of cities to survive, they decided to create these domes. So a bunch of cities, like an unlimited amount of cities created these domes to protect themselves from the nuclear fallout. I say unlimited because, again, like I'm thinking about sequels and like and I'm thinking about like um, prequels and spinoffs and all that. And I'm like, yeah, like I could always make a new story, a new podcast based on a different city, on a different dome. And it could all be connected to this huge universe. Yeah, and I'm so. Gonna... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was thinking, yeah, you could have you know, different religions, different types of technology as far as advancement. You could have domes that have, um, what was it, kind of like uh, in Snowpiercer, just a, a bullet train going in between each one? It was unlimited. That's what I love about this concept is there's just unlimited ideas. 
And so basically the, the story is going to be taking place at 21, 25. So about a hundred, so a hundred years later after the bombs hit. So the bombs hit at 2045 and then the story is taking place at 2145 and and basically it's going to be taking place in this futuristic city called sanatorian and there's going to be these uh, robots these robot assassins that are created by from afterlife industries and what's interesting about them is in order for their ai to be advanced enough to recognize faces and to be a smoother ai their artificial intelligence is a duplicate of a human mind so they get a human donor they basically make a digital clone of their mind. They put it in these AI robots, and then they erase the memories. That way they can have a AI uh, machine, an Android, that's capable of having complex thoughts as a human. So they'll be able to recognize a target if the target grows a beard or is covering their face. I know your main character, E77. It reminds me of one of those 90s action hero, you know, like we – you're out of control, but you're so talented type of uh, archetypes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I I based it on how I've always wanted to be. I think that's a lot of writers do that. Like they want to base a character on themselves, but they want to make them cooler. And so I I'd know think, that you might I'd seem like that. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'd say you're pretty damn cool. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. You too. <laughs> I really like your voice. Like I'm hearing your voice. I was like, I'm thinking maybe in one of the spinoffs. I'll have you audition, but, uh, (laughs) but yeah, like, um, in the first episode, he does seem very monotoned, very like unemotional a bit. And that's on purpose on the other episodes. I want to make him look more human, uh, more, you'll start to see his emotions develop slowly. So he might seem like, like a basic archetype in the beginning in the first episode, but in the other episodes, he'll be fleshed out and become a more original character because he's still discovering who he is. So it's a journey that I want to take the audience to. I can't wait for more episodes. Are there any are there any scripted podcasts that you've listened to that are an inspiration? Honestly, um, this is really interesting because I'm going to go back to like the 1930s i think it was like what 1938 when war war of the worlds orson welles war of the worlds and that that, that's a huge inspiration that is a huge inspiration that that had the power go out right after it was done (laughs) (laughs) people thought that aliens were actually attacking and it was on halloween i believe when that aired 1938 on halloween and some people actually thought that aliens were attacking and so that is a huge inspiration because I, I love like going back and look. And that's what I love about YouTube is that you could just um, research like old radio shows like The Shadow and um, and that War of the Worlds uh, broadcast. So it's not necessarily podcasts that are a big inspiration. It's mostly like the old radio shows because I love how the old radio shows did it. There was a Bob Hope film that was also made into a radio show which was called uh, Ghost Breakers, I believe. And that's mm-hmm. another huge inspiration as I just love the idea of, of being able to visualize a story just by hearing it. There is a YouTube channel called The Late Late Horror Show. It, and they actually replayed some of the old ones from the 30s. I'm talking Sherlock Holmes, The Shadow, 
you know, stuff from around that time. And, um, you know, I love that it's bringing it back to a new audience because they, they get pretty good numbers there. Nice. Uh, I might actually be subscribed to it. I'm not really sure. I subscribe to a lot of stuff <laughs> and I don't really remember the name. So I'm like, because I know I subscribe to a couple of channels on YouTube that play like The Shadow and War of the Worlds and stuff like that. But sometimes I don't like stop and look at the name. So <laughs> I'll definitely look it up and to see if I'm actually subscribed or not. But yeah, I just I just love hearing those. As for podcasts, um, when I decided, because the script that I actually, that I wrote, I wrote this script back in 2019. Like I said, it was like a two-page paper that I wrote like in 2014. And I adapted that to like a 30-page script in 2019 for my script writing class. Originally, I wrote that as like for a film. So it was supposed to be like, like, like a short film, but with a lot of like special effects. And I basically, I had that script completed by the end of 2019 and I did nothing with it. It wasn't until 2021 where I started uh, like going back and adapting it to become a podcast. And so I started watching, like I started listening to podcasts to figure out, okay, how am I going to do this? How am I going to turn this into a podcast? And one of the things that really confused me about podcasts was like the scripted ones. A lot of times they're interview based Mm -hmm. and a lot of times you don't know what's going on. So I remember there was like a zombie one. I don't remember the name of it, but there were like supposedly they were traveling like in the outskirts outside of a town. And then all of a sudden they were in a city and then they were in a subway. But it was all like briefly mentioned and you would hear gunshots and you don't know like what they're like, like who like if uh, how many zombies they were killing. You didn't know what was going on. Like it was really confusing mm-hmm. listening to that zombie podcast. And then I tried listening to the Wolverine podcast. And it was mostly like interview based. And so in a lot of these like modern podcasts, there was a lot of confusion. And so I was like, okay, well, I don't want to do it that way. And then I thought I can do it like uh, like an audiobook, sort of like mix it with an audiobook, mix with the action. And I was thinking that's very similar to how the old radio shows did it. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it like more in the style of like where it's kind of like the modern podcast mixed with the modern audiobooks, but also really like reminiscent of the old radio shows. So that's why I have a narrator, but at the same time, the action is happening like simultaneously. The narrator describes like what's happening with the characters where if the character runs through a window, the, um, the narrator tells you he does it, but then you also hear him do it. So it's still like it's still happening while you're listening to it and you hear everything that happens, but at the same time you have the description to know, so you won't be confused. So I, I think I love it because it still has that, that intense, like, sus- like suspense. And like, you hear the noise, you hear the gunshots, you hear the screams, you hear like blood being spilled. You, you hear the blade sounds, you hear it all happening, but at the same time you have the narrator letting you know like how it happened. So you're not completely lost. I love it. I love it. <laughs> are there any creators you admire that that are inspire you and in you're not just this, but in also in other works you may do? Creators. Um, well, my favorite film, uh, The Wolfman, 1941, written by Kurt Sodomack. Like he's a, he's a huge inspiration, and um, yeah. So there there are, and then there's like actors like Lon Chaney Jr. And, you know, a bunch of stuff. I like Keanu Reeves. Um, yeah. And, 
and movies like there's a lot of movies that I loved watching as a kid, like Terminator One, Terminator Two, you know, um, all those like science fiction and horror and the mix, the merger of that. So a lot of that is a is a big inspiration in like the way I perceive art. And um, with this, it's gonna get crazier and crazier each episode. Um, episode two is gonna explore a lot of like emotional stuff. And then episode three is going to be very like action based and it's going to get really crazy on episode three, episode three. I'm going to introduce a character that's going to be the main character in a prequel that I have planned. So in episode three, there's actually going to be a werewolf character. Yes. So, <laughs> so there's going to be a werewolf character that makes like a slight cameo only in episode three. He's only going to be there for one episode, but it's like a, it, to me, it feels like a crossover because I already like have them in mind for like another story for like a, a spinoff. But um, to the audience, he's just going to seem like a new character. But um, if like uh, the audience in the future that will watch like the spinoff and then we'll watch this or watch this and watch the spinoff to them, it'll feel like a like a crossover. And a big inspiration to that that I'm going to have in episode three when E77, the robot, the android with the. Uh, with human emotions meets the uh, the wolf, <laughs> the werewolf, the lycanthrope. His name's gonna be Lycaon, based on uh, King Lycaon of Arcadia. So that's gonna be a Easter egg there. So yeah, he's gonna meet Lycaon, the lycanthrope, and it's gonna be like reminiscent of like Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. I was about to say that. That's brilliant. <laughs> But of course, they're going to be completely different than those characters. It's going to be a completely original thing. It's just like, I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies. So I wanted to make like a little Easter egg with that. And I believe that episode is called um, A Machine. Let's see. Uh, a Wolf and Machine. Yes, that's what the episode is going to be called. A Wolf and Machine. That's going to be episode three. And I'm going to be doing the voice of Lycaon. So it's going to be something like this. Oh. I might. I might tweak it up, but this is uh, this is just my normal voice right here. So he'll talk like this, kind of orcish. And uh, there's going to be a lot of funny dialogue. Um, I don't want to spoil too much, but I had a lot of fun by just writing the uh, the dialogue for that specific episode, episode three. And episode three is also going to introduce um, Amazon characters. There's going to be oh. these future Amazon characters, and they're going to have these like cybernetic implants like they're gonna have like um like cybernetic eyes and just like these advancements um and they're gonna be in episode three and right now i have open casting for that so a lot of people have auditioned for the amazon roles a lot of fantastic actresses from all over the u.s some from like other countries and uh some from the rgv and so yeah there's there's gonna be a couple amazon characters there that are going to be really interesting on episode three. That sounds fantastic. All right. With that said, uh, is there any, do you have any other projects that you want to plug or any dates that you would like people to know? Um, yes. So I do have spinoffs planned. And like I said, in episode three is when I introduced like Kay and one of the werewolf characters. Well, he's going to be, always going to be the only werewolf character in Am I Alive? But I plan to make a spinoff based on him and it's going to be based on a dome. Like I said, there's, they're all like different domes and they all have like their own, their own different society. And so there's going to be 
uh, a spinoff that I'm going to make is going to be very like reminiscent to the Island of Dr. Monroe or the Island of Lost Souls and like Planet of the Apes. So it's going to be very reminiscent of that, the spinoff I'm working on. And basically it's going to be this, uh, this huge, like, like forests um, inside of a dome and inside of there is going to be all these different theory where creatures there's going to be like werewolves where lions where tigers there's going to be these humanoid dinosaur hybrids so there's going to be all kinds of like theory uh, like such as like lycanthropes and stuff like that in this dome and so that's going to be an entire show of its own so after i finish am i alive i'm most likely going to start with that one with the um with the theory podcast and so that one's going to be really interesting because like Kane's going to come back, but that one's going to be a prequel. It's going to be based like five years before Am I Alive? So that one's going to be really fun. I'm really looking forward to that one. I haven't really, really, really much to that one. I just, I'm still working on the lore, but I know exactly like where it's going to be and I know how it's going to connect to Am I Alive? So that's definitely one that I recommend people check out after Am I Alive? Because I don't know when that one's going to be complete since I'm still like, script writing for it but a lot of people that auditioned for am i alive there are some voices that i'm like you know what i'm gonna save them for the spinoff bringing them back yeah so there's um there's gonna be some people that don't get casted to am i alive but will get casted to the spinoffs i like that i like that i'm honestly this it sounds incredible and hey we'll support you all the way through (laughs) thank you appreciate it is there uh, is there anything else you want to know um nothing at this time but if anything new comes up in the future we'd be happy to have you back i do want to mention the actors real quick yes yes because uh i do want to do a quick shout out we do have an imbd so be sure to check that out um and uh we i do post each video on youtube and i post them on spotify and uh, I, in order to post them on Spotify, I use Acast. So yeah, let me um, pull out the cast list just in case. I don't want to like butcher anyone's name or like <laughs> miss anyone. Uh, right now, mm-hmm. oh, go ahead. Oh no, I have your IMDb up just for uh, uh, for info. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have I should have put that up early <laughs> before this. I was going to, but then I completely forgot. But yeah, let's see. Okay, so we got Lux Zorn, who's going to be playing Kane. Mm-hmm. We got Ronnie Lee Zamora, who's going to be playing Thomas Blackblade. And we got Valerie Prince, who's going to be playing April. And also we got John Gavis, who's going to be the uh, narrator. And a lot of these, um, a lot of these actors have already played characters in episode one. So I know Valerie Prince is in episode one, and I know that John Gavis, the narrator, is in episode one. And they're going to be returning on the other episodes. And episode two is when you're going to meet Ronnie's character, Thomas Blackblade, which is the uh, he's the antagonist. So he's like the main like villain of the story. And so he's the uh, creator of of Afterlife, which is the uh, company that creates these assassins. Oh, is he Android or other? I'm not going to say. You're going to watch. <laughs> I'm trying to use my my powers to try to divulge <laughs> some information, but that's that's okay. 
No, I want to keep some stuff secret. I feel like I've said already a lot. <laughs> I said a lot because I'm so excited about about this podcast and where it's going. And I will admit, it is my first podcast. Um, it's like my first, like, it's the first time where like I write something and I'm putting it out there on the internet. Because um, in high school, I used to do plays. I used to write plays uh, with my friend Tony Martinez, who does the music. Oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta shout out him because he does the music for. Uh, am i alive and also my friend daryl degato he does the poster art for am i alive so i gotta give them shout outs too but yeah tony martinez he does the music for am i alive does an amazing job with it i met him in high school and in high school we used to write plays together and we used to perform them so in high school that's when i started like writing scripts and performing plays and it was usually like horror plays or comedy plays or horror comedy plays or science fiction comedy plays. Like we, we did a lot of like comedy and science fiction stuff. So that was really fun back at, uh, when I was in high school, the, doing the theater plays was really fun. So I'm glad that I'm back at acting and writing scripts and stuff like that. Well, if the first episode is any indication we're in for a fun ride. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, again, the first episode, you can watch it on YouTube. Uh, my YouTube is Elias Wolf seventy seven, and you can you can watch it. it's called Am I Alive question mark The first episode's called The Glitch. It's also on Spotify, and I guess the easiest way to find it is just to go to Facebook. I love that with Spotify. Like Spotify, it's tough for me to watch movies lately because I'm so busy. But Spotify, if I'm driving, doing doing errands or something, I can have it playing. Yeah, Spotify is great. I really enjoy it, and. Um, I noticed that I was able to get a lot of people to audition because of IMBD. So I'm so glad I made an IMBD because um, when I first started asking people to audition, when I just had a script, like hardly anyone wanted to audition. And I only got like a handful of actors, fantastic actors, but um, it was only a handful. And so with that, I made like a, like a promotion video, like a little clip. And that's how I started getting a little bit more actors but then it was still wasn't like enough that I needed. And then when um, I went ahead and I made an IMBD and I finished episode one, that's when I started getting like so many people wanting to audition. It, it felt like it was like 20 to 30 people a day asking to audition. That is fantastic. So that was really fun. The, the only like sad thing was a lot of people that asked to audition, I gave them the script samples. They never like contacted me they never sent the auditions so there, there was a lot of people that did that but then there was also like a decent amount of people that actually sent in the auditions and kept in contact with me and um it's amazing like there was people from like other countries like i was really like like that was really fantastic and the way i promoted it was um i basically went to like voice acting and acting groups on facebook just a bunch of different ones and that's where and i made sure that they knew that it was unpaid because currently I'm not profiting from this at all. So I made sure that everyone knew that it was unpaid and everything. And, but yeah, I still had a lot of people really interested. And I think it's because of the, um, specifically because of the IMBD credit. So I just kept getting about, like, again, like I said, like about 30 people a day, just wanting to be part of the podcast and it's all thanks to IMBD. So yeah, IMBD really helped out a lot. And I'm really grateful for that. And I noticed that there's a lot of people that act and they just can't really prove that they acted in like different projects because that project didn't have an IMBD. 
So I feel that a lot of the people that are in the cast are grateful that we have an IMBD. I'm grateful that we have an IMBD because I made one. <laughs> um, right now, I only have like some decent credits just because I credit myself for writing the podcast and directing the podcast and starring in the podcast and editing the podcast. <laughs> so it's just like a bunch of different like it just keeps saying like, am I live? Am I live? Am I live all over my IMBD? And then I was, uh, I acted in this, uh, in this film called over the short film on YouTube. I was the actor in it. I played Steven and I love that film so much. I really got to show off like my acting and, um, that film, that short film that I acted in, it's called over it's, you can watch it on YouTube at, um, the bomb TV. So you, you can always just go to YouTube with the bomb TV and just click on the profile, look for the film over. It's about a three minute short film made here in the RGV. It's a fantastic film. It's a great drama. And I really loved being in it, like acting in it. It's, it's a really great film. I'm really glad that they, they put me in that film. Well, that is a future watch for me later tonight. Actually, <laughs> three minutes. I might. Uh, yeah, three minutes. Four if you count the credits. <laughs> <laughs> I do watch parties on a website called Scener. I'll, I'll play that for a pre-show. Yeah, it's really great. And um, yeah, the uh, the people involved in it are amazing too. It was um, directed by Alberto Ornelas. Yeah, Ornelas. Alberto, Alberto M. Ornelas. I believe is how you pronounce his name. He's a fantastic director, amazing director. It was it was a really great working with him. He really helped me to cry on cue. He he really helped me get on that like mindset. Like he's such a great director, and it was fantastic. And I really hope he contacts me to be in more of his films because he does a lot of films and he does a lot of horror films too. Um, this one was a was a drama. This one wasn't a horror, but I still loved being in this one, and I really want to be in his horror films that he has. So yeah, Alberto Ornales or great guy, fantastic director, definitely one of the best directors I've met here in the RGV. So yeah, Alberto M. Ornales, amazing director. And the assistant director, Pete Mendoza. Pete Mendoza I've worked with before because um, I was in a Western called Retribution that's still in editing. Well but Pete Mendoza was the assistant director of over fantastic guy, loves horror, great guy, fantastic actor for this project. He was the assistant director and he was, he was great. And the actress is Mitzi Salinas. And she is again, amazing. Like everyone in that was involved in over is incredible. Mitzi was an amazing actress. Uh, she, she's an amazing actress. You can check her out on the uh, film over and she plays Kim there's only two characters, Steven, who I play, and Kim, who she plays. And she did incredible in it. So, yeah, check out Over in the Bomb TV on YouTube. All right. With that said, thank you. Thank you for joining us, Elise. You were an incredible guest to have. And hopefully have, I'll have you more often on the podcast. Oh, definitely. If you do any, like, have you done werewolf episodes before? Oh, we need to, though. We usually okay. review review movies. We'll find something. We'll find something, and then we'll get you back on. I know The Curse just came out, like, I think last year, and it's on Hulu right now. Mm -hmm. it, it was called, um, it was originally called Eight by Silver, but they changed their I, name, and they called, I it's heard called The about Curse. That one. Yeah, it had a, 
it had a, a release that actually did pretty well in theaters last I heard. I saw it in theaters and it was it's a really good movie. It's very artistic. It's a very artistic it's very artistic. It's very dramatic. It's it really like it's kind of like the style of like the other horror films like The Witch and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. but it's really great and what I love about it is they also reference the lore. They reference the Beast of Jevodon, which was this gigantic wolf-like creature that attacked France in I believe the 1700s. Yes, I'm not mistaken. I remember the the king had to send what was it? He either his his bodyguard or the the leader of his elite guard or something, and he he bring he kills it, brings it back. Yeah, just like that's it. He didn't want it. (laughs) It was like already all mangled, and so they they threw it somewhere, and so now we have no idea how the beast actually looked like. And the person he sent to kill it was uh, Jean Chastel. Jean Chastel was the one who killed it, and. um, but there was also the maiden of Jebadon who mm-hmm. had injured it um, like before, before Jean Chastel killed the beast of Jebadon. There was uh, a maiden who it penetrated it, well, stabbed it, impelled it with a, uh, with a pike. And so there's actually um, in France, there's a statue of the maiden of Jebadon impaling the gigantic wolf-like beast with a pike. And then That's... the beast was killed by Jean Chastel. My French is kind of bad, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can say some. I can say uh, Lugaru, which is a mm-hmm. werewolf. I can say uh, Javodon. Anything werewolf related, I can kind of say in French. But I mean, all the practice. <laughs> the sad thing is that it's a little better than my Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and my we last name's to... Hernandez. Yeah. We we all have our our specialties. You know, it's not, nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> I know the curse words. I know the Spanish curse words. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> it, it's, it comes in handy. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Like, honestly, you if you do a werewolf episode, you got to put me in. Like, you got to put me in any future werewolf episodes because I'm all about lycanthropy. I want to be in a, in a werewolf film. I think that would be great. Uh, I actually have like two $600 masks. From mm-hmm. Immortal Masks, I got the Hellhound mask, which is like six hundred. Oh, I love their stuff. Yeah, so I, I actually bought them. I have two. I got the Hellhound and I got the Werewolf, and there were six hundred each, and it's amazing because oh. like the uh, silicone feels like real skin, and mm-hmm. the teeth like they look like real teeth and they feel like real teeth. Like the fangs are very realistic. So I'm like, man, I really wish someone would say, hey, let's do a werewolf film, and and like get me to be in it so I can show off my acting, but at the same time I can use those masks in a film because they're just sitting there in my closet and I usually use them for pictures or whatever, but I really want to use them in a film. I can imagine you driving up and you bring the director to your, the trunk of your car. It opens up the gold light from Pulp Fiction showing. Like, <laughs> that's what I bring to the table. Right. Yeah, I really, what sucks is that I'm not that tall. I'm like five, seven. And, like, usually people want their monsters to be, like, six feet something, you know? Ah, neither is Tom Cruise. He still makes, like, millions at the box office. Don't worry about it. Oh, and also um, <laughs> all the Toms. You know, maybe I should have a stage name, like, be Tom. Because Tom Holland is also, like, around that height. I think mm-hmm. Tom Holland's either 5'7 or, like, 5'5 five five or something. And, you know, he's, like, huge right now, too. And um, also Michael J. Fox. He got to play a werewolf, a teen wolf. And That's he's he's bro. around the same height. He's probably, I think he's shorter than me. I think he's shorter <laughs> than me because he looks really short in the movies, but I'm like, he might actually be 
the same. No, I think he's like five five, and I'm like five seven. But um, but yeah, yeah, there are a lot of great short actors. So, and then now like you can do all kinds of things. I think it was Robert Downey Jr. Uh, there's mm-hmm. those pictures of him wearing like high heels for like the Avengers and stuff. <laughs> so there's different tricks, and Tom Cruise usually stands on like milk crates and stuff. <laughs> Hey, there's no shame in a short person. Wolverine is a short person, and you and you can't describe a more bad. Right, exactly. Like I was so like I like. Don't get me wrong, Hugh Jackman, amazing Wolverine, but he's so tall. Like that. <laughs> like they. I remember, like they. It's just weird because they finally make a movie about the best short superhero ever, and then they cast someone who's like six feet something, and I'm like, you could have at least like tried to make him look short. But no, they did again. Hey. Hugh Jackman, amazing actor, amazing Wolverine. I just hope the next time they'll actually cast someone that's like five five or five seven, you know, someone that's actually short. Yeah, if what the news of Marvel is saying is true, we might be hearing something soon. Uh, who who knows? I heard um, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Daniel, I heard that, that was. Yeah, I, I heard that he might be Wolverine, but they were saying that for um, Multiverse of Madness, but mm-hmm. then he didn't even come out. But yeah, that was the that was like the theory <laughs> that oh, Daniel Radcliffe is gonna be uh, Wolverine, and I'm like, I don't know, like he's hairy enough, he's short enough, and his build is kind of like the same build that Hugh Jackman had in X Men One, but his voice. Like, I've heard his American voice, and it sounds nothing like the Canadian voice that Wolverine has. Because Wolverine's voice, you know, it's very, like... Gruff. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's very rough. It's like, <laughs> I'm the best at what I do. And what I do ain't very nice. Like, it's very, like, <laughs> aggressive, you know? And um, I don't think Daniel Radcliffe can do that. I, I remember a comic where the Hulk told him... Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. And Wolverine just said, "Bub, I don't like you now." <laughs> <laughs> I love the um, I love his voice in the X Men, the 1990s version. And then I like it whenever, he, <laughs> whenever he tries to curse, and he's just like, "Get over here, gutter trash, <laughs> garbage brain." It was the 90s. It was a glorious time. <laughs> glorious. <laughs> I still rewatch it like in um, in Disney Plus. It's on there. And I just I laugh and curses because it's all these like ridiculous phrases. <laughs> all right. With that said, I will let you go for the evening. But great to have you. We Werewolf episode. We will be having you back. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you for joining us again for another episode of Evil by Default. Remember, stay spooky.